Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. You want to send me questions and comments? You can send that to beccamarienm at gmail.com. That is B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. So we've been talking a lot about cancel culture today, as well as a couple other things. And I found an interesting clip the other day. Now, you know what's going on in Russia. It's terrible. And Putin, not really a nice guy. And uh, there are some bad things happening over there. And uh, a lot of people are being killed. A lot of Ukrainians are being killed. There's a lot of facts that I don't believe are being shared with us about actual circumstances going on. I think it's being kind of really pushed one one way. I think there's definitely a narrative going on here. And I, I, I almost think that, I think the narrative is because they got to get rid of Putin. They got to get rid of Putin because Putin's not a, not a globalist. He's not a globalist. And he's, he's like, like Trump. Trump is not a globalist. And when he went to Davos and told them, uh, basically stuck it in their eye and told them, well, you know, I'm not going along with this globalist agenda. They had to get rid of him. And I think that, I think they got to get rid of Putin too. And they're going to take this opportunity, even if they've got to make it look like a whole lot worse than it already is, if they think they can get rid of Putin and, and a globalist can get installed in Russia. I think that's what they would really, really like. Anyway, I found an interesting clip. What's going on is that because of what Putin's doing, People that have nothing to do with what Putin's done, people that are Russians, people that are athletes, people that are performers, they are being canceled by cancel culture. So, um, Michelle, you got clip one. Why don't we do clip one, and uh, we'll just go through it. We'll talk about it along the way. Ukraine has definitely captured the West's attention. People are following the news, supporting refugees, debating who's to blame, and trying to see through the fog of war to separate truth from propaganda. One of the more unexpected responses in the West has been the cancellation of all things Russian. If the Russian is dead, they're simply dropped from programs. If they're alive, they're pressured to denounce Vladimir Putin's war, regardless of how dangerous that could be for them and their families back in Russia. To give just a few examples, Canada canceled concerts by the 20-year-old pianist Alexander Malofiev in the Netherlands and Belgium and Italy. Performances featuring Tchaikovsky and Stravinsky were axed. The International Paralympic Committee barred Russian and Belarusian athletes from joining the Games in Beijing. And the name of the first person in space, Yuri Gagarin, was removed from a Space Foundation fundraiser. On smaller scales, academics are being uninvited, vandals have attacked Slavic groceries, and restaurants have lost their customers. What should we take from all of this? Okay, pause that. So we saw this too on, let's say the 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 Wuhan virus, the China virus, the the COVID or whatever you want to call it. This was going on is that people were were demonizing Chinese people. It's like no, but but that's what they're doing on this Russian thing is they're they're demonizing people that simply they they've spent their it's their life's work to to be 
really, really the best at what they can, what they do, the, the best at being an athlete, the best at being a musician or whatever. And it's just being taken away from them because they will not denounce Vladimir Putin. And, and so, but you know, from what I understand, and of course, who knows, maybe this is fake news too, I don't know, that if you speak out against Putin in Russia, it's usually not very good for you. No, not from my experiences of what I've seen on online and, and talking to my friends. I mean, it is a communist country. Yeah. You, you can't speak out against authority there. That, that's how life is. But it's not, it's not the USSR. It's not the days of old communists. And I'm not condoning it or anything like that by any means, officially. I don't like communism or believe in the structure. But that is the way of life for them. You know, they, the athletes, the, the uh, dancers, they, they don't go to school like this. They don't, they're not born and go to elementary school and live their life and have a choice to go to college or go do this or that or become a basket weaver or something. They're born, their talent is noticed at a young age. And then from a young age, that is developed and perfected. That is their life. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything else. So to cancel them is, is just wrong, wrong on that behalf because they have pride in their country. You don't see any of these actors or athletes in the United States being canceled because they're denouncing their own country. Yeah, you're right. And like for me, I'm a, I believe I am a nationalist, which means I love my country and I'm America first. That's my whole campaign that I'm running on. I'm an America first candidate. And I love this country. It's the best country in the world, I believe. And so in Russia, they probably think the same thing about Russia. They do. And you should not be canceled just because you come from a country that is at war with another country. You know, right. we shouldn't even have a stake in the game here in the United States. But they're canceling athletes. They were rooting against Russian athletes at the Olympics, the, you know, the Chinese genocide games, as I call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were rooting against Russian athletes publicly on NBC, you know, the main one that's covering the athletes. Yeah. And then you see this opera singer, Anna Netremko, I think her name is, she got fired from the Metropolitan Opera in New York because she once spoke with Vladimir Putin and had nice things to say about him 10 years ago, and she was fired because she didn't go out and say, I hate Putin. You know, she said, I stand with my country because I love my country and I love my family. And I would expect the same from any of you you know, you love your family, you're going to stand with your family. And That's right. so it's very reminiscent. I, I hesitate to say this, but it's very reminiscent of what the United States did to the Japanese. Yeah, you know? the internment camps. That's right. The internment camps. Right you after were, Pearl were, Harbor. Yeah, you were Japanese and you, went, you were sent to an internment camp. And if you were not sent to one, you were blasted as a Jap. And you, yeah. were, you had a big, it was essentially a red A, mm -hmm. a scarlet letter. On, your, on everything that yep, you did. They were completely shunned. They were shunned. And so that's exactly what they're doing. And it's more cancel culture, mm -hmm. right? It goes right back to what we were talking about last hour. The cancel culture is everywhere. The, anything they don't like, cancel it. That's right. You know, we don't like Putin, cancel everything he's ever said or done. Cancel it. And if Trump says, well, he's very intelligent and in the way he's going about this, oh, Trump must love Putin too. Cancel him? Cancel everything. Cancel everybody. And so these people, we just got to say, no way. You know, I don't care if you call me a racist. I don't care if you call me a Putin apologist. I don't really care what you call me because I'm just going to speak the truth. And the truth is that people are dying on both sides of Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. You know, there are many soldiers who have already died in Russia, like thousands and thousands. And they're not reporting about that either. But they're fighting for what they believe is right. 
And regardless of what is right, you know, I, I don't believe we're the ones to say that. And I don't believe the media in the United States is either. Mm -hmm. It's a global issue. Let them figure it out. If Russia's too weak to take over Ukraine, then they will lose. If Ukraine is too weak to defend themselves, then they will lose to Russia. And that's just how it's going. So, yeah, these, yeah. the gulags, though, you know, they, they have all these gulags of people who disagree with them. And I think it might even be happening in Ukraine as well. So we just got to look at both sides there. I bet it would be. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I haven't heard mentioned is it really, in my eyes, this is a civil war between them. They used to be one country, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. It's really a civil war to take back territories. This is well, a it is. global and These people, issue. they're all the, they're, they, they're the same, they're the same people. They're, right. they're the same, they're the same race. They're, they're, they're all essentially. They speak the same language. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, so what's the famous thing that Democrats do? Don't let a, uh, a good oh, crisis situation. Situation. Go, to go to waste. And I feel yeah. like that's what's happening here is, is that the democratic powers of the world yeah. are just not letting something go to waste right now. Right. Yeah. Right. And they had a vote at the UN, didn't they? Where they had all these countries that were forced to go on record and say, we condemn Russia. Yeah. And if you look at the countries that voted against that, many of those were formerly Soviet Union countries that have a very good relationship with Russia. Mm -hmm. And that just speaks to the good friendship that they have built together, even though they're different countries. And maybe that same relationship was not with Ukraine. Right. Because in 2014, they, there was a conflict there where they might have gone into Ukraine, but it stopped for some well, reason. Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> right. You know, n number one, we were a, a world power then. Yeah. And then right after that, who was president? Johnny J. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, they, 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 they knew that if they attempted that then, that they would just be, you know, wiped off the face of the earth if it needed to be. You know, President Trump would have done that. Yeah. So that's a big reason why they didn't do that. It was the tail end of the last guy we didn't like there, you know, which yeah. is why what they were trying to do is put in a, a ghost government that they can control. Kind of like what's happening here right now, isn't it? Yeah. So that one person is going to be able to globally control all these different entities, these different countries. So mm -hmm. Lazinski was, was pretty much planted in 2014 when that happened. Yeah. So they had a period of, oh, uh, yeah, we're not going to touch that. They've got somebody that will actually do something. And then once our president was gone, they just jumped right in and said, oh, now's our time. We can go do this now. Well, I think everybody wonders who's actually in charge in this country. Did you see the thing the other night the where they had to get together and right. Barack Obama showed up? Where was that? Was that at the White House? I think it was at that? the Capitol. Was that the Capitol or something? Yeah. And, and so you got the crowd of people and just fawning over Barack Obama, and he's walking around the room, and, and poor, poor Joe, he's just kind of aimlessly wandering behind Barack Obama like he's just lost, and, and he's like, and nobody's paying any attention to him, okay? Nobody's paying any attention to him, and yet he's the president of the United States. Everybody's paying attention to Obama, and finally he's, like, falling along, along behind Obama like a little kid, like, like, you know, he's like, oh, he's lost the room. And, and he comes along, he even puts his hand on Barack Obama's shoulder, and, and Barack Obama just ignores him, which, okay, now, yeah. as much as I dislike right. Joe Biden, I felt that... Barack Obama was being extremely disrespectful. Here, the President of the United States is trying to get your attention. He's got his hand on your shoulder, and you're completely shunning him. 
You got to think though. Subconsciously, he does not view him as a president. Exactly. He, so yeah. what's really going on there? I mean, he even called him the vice president in a speech. It's the only thing I heard about. <laughs> yeah, he that. joked I about. Heard it. a snipped about he that. He did. Yeah. And it, it's it, just it, sad. I mean, I actually kind of felt bad for old Joe no. there. <laughs> I mean, he looked kind of like so sad. Like, I, I'm like, this is elder abuse, right? I'm like, this is just elder <laughs> totally. abuse. This is sad. Totally. You know, just putting that old man up there as like the prop, and they're just. You know, they have the little strings attached to yeah. his arms, and he just says what they tell him on the yeah, teleprompter. Yeah, he's not, he's not And if you've seen anything. that teleprompter, it's huge. You know, it's giant. <laughs> you can't Probably read Probably because it has big writing. Right? Well, it's funny. If you, yeah. you go to news yeah. station or something, they're about this big, about the chair, back of the chair where we're in yeah. the studio here. It's not very good, but you, you're you right. It's like the, the size of an armoire or something right. in front of him. It's like it's a massive huge. television kind of thing. And really, it's just, it's just sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't tell it's that big when you see it yeah. on television. And he's squinting still. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, I'm he, the predator. He'll, he'll, he'll like say a word, <laughs> and, Wait, then, and then it's like he closes his eyes to get the word right. And then the other thing he does <laughs> too to is his, he invents words. What yeah. he'll do is he'll be talking about something, and he'll have two thoughts in his head at the same time. And so he'll take two words and he'll merge them together. Right. Yeah. Like, what were we talking about during the break? Oh, you mentioned yeah. a couple of things. I forget the words, I, but... I, I, but the, the structured tangent. So structured tangent. It'd be a okay. strangent. A strangent. It'd be a strangent. If it was Biden, it'd be a strangent. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he he makes up these words that don't make any and sense. And he and adds, like, like, filler words. Yeah. Like, he... What was he saying? He's like, I don't have one solitary mm -hmm. thought. You know, he always says the word solitary to, like, add into his vernacular. Yeah. And then what's the other thing? He's like... Uh, I forget, but he just always has like these things that he uses to fill words while he's trying to find his place on the teleprompter. Right. And it just ends up horribly for him. He says something crazy or he just goes off on another rant. And it's like, oh, Joe, please just stick to the. Stick I have a feeling the they made him memorize these like certain like 10 words to just, yeah. you know, hey. Go to you, words. Yeah. If you get in a like just start repeating this. That's right, Joe. Build when you better, get confused, right? just say one of these words. And then we'll, I, I we'll retype the stuff on the prompter for you to catch right. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's sad. So, you know, we were talking about, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, you mentioned gulags in, yeah. in Russia. And, and for those of you that don't, don't know what a gulag is, it's, it's like, like a really horrible, it describes a really horrible place where you keep somebody under really inhum, inhumane conditions. Well, I saw, I, I read an interesting story the other day as a great example of how somebody is like essentially kept in what I classify as a gulag, and I think anybody else would either. And the overreach of a, of a like communist type government in which they just, they, they have no, the, the people have no rights whatsoever. And so I read this story about this guy that he had been accused of trespassing okay now any of us would think oh trespassing that's a misdemeanor and at most you know you're going to get a slap on the wrist and you're going to go in and and, and you're going to get a fine and they're going to say okay don't do that anymore and then they're going to let you go <clears throat> well this guy got accused of trespassing so what happens is federal police show up to this guy's house in the middle of the night here he's in bed in his farmhouse with his wife and in, in the dead of the night, and it's freezing cold outside, and they use a battering ram, they knock his door down, they come into his house, they drag him out of bed, out into the cold, while his wife is standing on the porch, watching as, as he's being dragged across the yard, uh, being cuffed with a, with a uh, what do they call it? a belly, a belly, some kind of a belly 
restraint of some kind where they put this belt around you and it's got a loop and then the handcuffs go through yeah. that. It's so not only are your hands cuffed, but they're also basically attached to, to your front of, of your body to where you can't do anything Yeah, else. it's a restrainment belt. It's a leather belt, has steel rings on it, buckles in the back and has a lock on the back. Yeah. And then it, you also have wow. ankle, uh, matching ankle bracelets to it. Oh, very nice. Um, so that you <laughs> At have, least it's coordinated. Right. There yeah. you go. Long cuffs that loop through these loops and then go down to your ankles and that's how you get cuffed up and walk around. Yeah, so he's being wow. dragged out into his yard, and, and keep in mind, they show up to this poor guy's house. He's like in his, he's in his late 60s, and he even walks around with a cane. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's seen better days. And so they drag him through the yard. They show up with an armored vehicle with a battering ram. They show up with, uh, with massive force, with, with automatic weapons, and, and it just, they, they, they go in, they completely turn his house upside down. I don't know why. For trespassing. For trespassing. For trespassing. Wow. Okay. And they, they break down the door with a battering ram to his garage uh, where he's, he, this guy apparently, he's, one of his pastimes is, is antique cars. And he had, a, he had a, an antique, like a 1963 Thunderbird in the Ooh. garage, which is really nice. And they broke down to the door of the garage. And, 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 and also what they do is they, they throw him on the hood of one of their cars. They're kicking him. Uh, they're 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 beating him, and the, and the whole time he's like, it's like, what what do I what did I do? It's like, why why are you doing this to me? And and they oh well, what what's the charge? It's like trespassing, you know. So what happens? He gets hauled off to jail, and he's in jail for fifty three days. Okay, now that's bad enough being in jail for fifty three days. But while he's in jail. <clears throat> 49 of those 53 days were spent in solitary confinement. Keep in mind, this guy that's in his late 60s, walks around with a cane, he also is denied certain prescription medications that he's required to take for whatever condition he has. And as a result of being denied the prescription medications, he starts to have seizures. He falls down on the floor and he basically soils himself. And while this is all happening, the guards in this gulag are watching and laughing at him. Horrible. And they, they're, they're kicking him. They're, they, they hit him in the lower back, apparently where he had some previous surgeries. And while they're doing all of this awful stuff to him, one guard is chanting, where's your sky daddy? Where's your sky daddy? Well, they're re he's a Christian. They're referring to Jesus. It's like, Jesus, why isn't Jesus coming down to save you? So, also, the one thing I didn't mention is that when they hauled him out of his, out of his house in the middle of the night, they, these rifles had laser, laser sights on them. They all had their, their, their guns trained on his wife standing up on the porch at her chest and her head. All it would have taken was for her to just make the slightest move that somebody misinterpreted, and then there would have been massive gunfire. She would have been shot dead. And the whole time this is happening to him, the only thing this poor guy is thinking about is, I'm hoping that they don't murder my wife. Isn't this awful? Horrible. This is the sort of thing that happens in a communist country. But you know what? This didn't happen in a communist country. This happened in the United States. This is a guy 
that was at the Capitol on January 6th, like many, many other thousands of people, simply went there so they could hear his president speak. And he was there, all he did was he walked to the Capitol like a lot of other people did. And he, him and his wife, keep in mind, there was no resistance whatsoever from the police. They were letting them in. Nobody was saying stop. They went up to the podium where like the president takes his oath and take a selfie. And then they made their way back to their car. That's all they did. Sounds like a tour. Yeah, yeah. it does. I used to give those capital tours. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, nice. it's fun, right? Yeah, it is, it is the people's house, right? It is our house. It's supposed to be. We own it. Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's disgusting. Wow. It's just so, sickening. You know, mm -hmm. it's just horrible. Well, when the government wants to, they can put the full force of their power behind anything for anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that story reminds me of this movie I was watching. It was about during the Cold War, there was this spy for, it was for the United States, uh, but it was in Russia. He was a businessman and he went over there to get secrets from the Russians. And at the end of the movie, essentially, he goes to jail. He gets found out. And so he, he is in a gulag, a true gulag, what it sounds like this gentleman was as well. And you're right, he was getting beaten. He wasn't being fed properly. He was a rail by the time that he got out. You know, he was so thin, so just like not healthy at all. And I just see the same gentleman in the same situation. In our own country, where we have a constitution that's supposed to protect us, we have this inhumane and savage behavior from the people that we believe are supposed to keep us safe. Well, if we're conservatives, you know, the government never keeps us safe. No. But, I mean, a 60-something-year-old man who's on a cane, who needs prescription medication so that he doesn't seize, and then you see this, this is not the United States. This is not our country. It's not a, only it's that, a shame. but this guy is a Navy veteran. He served in the Navy with distinguished... Uh, he, he, he retired from the Navy, uh, you know, as a uh, honored soldier. And he was in the Navy for like 20 years. And this guy was a hero. He, he, he served his country for almost 20 years in the Navy. And this bunch of thugs comes in. And the, even if the slightest thing could have gone wrong, his wife would have been murdered right there on the porch of the farmhouse. What The question I've got is why... Why was it necessary? This guy that probably has really no criminal record was, served the, the U.S. military with honor. Why was he treated this way? They were trying to make an example of him is what they were trying to do. They were trying to put the word out to all of us that if you screw with us and you try to speak out, we're going to take you down. That's what they did to this poor guy. 53 days in jail. Now, what was he accused of? Well, he was accused of collaborating with the Oath Keepers. Now, I did a little bit of research about the Oath Keepers. Personally, I think these guys are heroes. I think the, the, the whole concept of keeping your oath, a lot of these people were in the military previously that are in the Oath Keepers. They took an oath. They took an oath when they joined the military. Just like you take an oath when you get elected to political office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Okay, what that means is that means that your primary objective is that you protect our rights. You are serving us. 
you are in political office to protect our rights, our constitutional right, and, and it's not constitutional rights and liberties. We have rights and liberties, they're inalienable. But the Constitution protects those rights and liberties. And I often make that distinguish, uh, you know, distinguish that because most people don't know the difference. A lot of people think, oh, well, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, okay, that's the rights that the Constitution gives us. And I even see sometimes news people, which are supposed to be in the business professionally of, of knowing these things and reading and researching and presenting the facts in an accurate way, getting this wrong. And it, it takes me, a talk show host, to explain this to these people. Yeah. And I think you're probably delivering more real news today <laughs> than MSNBC or whatever is talking about the whole day. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's just, it's a shame that people in our country are being used and treated like this. And like you said, when you go in the military and you swear that oath, that oath is not just while you're serving. That yeah. is an oath for life. It is. And people don't understand that that's the gravity of it. And that's why oath keepers, they take it very seriously. And I think what they, they're doing, many of them, it's a very good thing because they believe that what they did is what they said, you know, and they're going to continue doing what they said during that oath to keep that constitution. And that's so important to you and me, folks that are just civilians that rely on the safety of just being in our communities and living here. We're going to be safe in our own country. And imagine just trespassing while someone lets you into a building, you're going to be beaten essentially you're going to be put in a gulag for 50 something days yeah. and be denied basic medical care what a shameful example our country is setting with this we look like soviet russia back in the cold oh, war oh we totally days. do that's where we're, we're headed that's absolutely where we we're are heading yeah. that way and and the thing that really really just really burns me up and upsets me constantly is okay well we know what side the democrat poli i'm not going to say democrats because a lot of democrat people out there are flipping and they're, they're, coming. they're waking up they're joining us they are. okay because they know this is wrong but the democrat politicians they're all in on this totally they're totally all in and the thing that really really upsets me is that not every single republican in our government is not speaking out on a daily basis on this misjustice that's going on. Why aren't they all speaking out? You hear maybe two people, you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene, you hear Ted Cruz talking about these things. They're just two people. Why, where's the rest of the freaking Republicans? Where they're, are they? They're gone. Fear. Yeah. They're afraid of losing their status. They're afraid yeah. of losing well, their they, they want power. Mm -hmm. That's what's wrong with politicians in yeah. general. You know, I tell people, I am not a politician. I'm a servant leader. That's right. And I'm here to listen to you. And so when we have these people that get elected, they have probably the best intentions when they first get elected, right? But come re-election time, they want to keep that seat. Mm -hmm. They want to keep all that nice things that they have up in D.C. Right. They want to have the nice fancy dinners that are paid by lobbyists. They want to continue having a lavish lifestyle. And so they, they don't really care. Being a pop politician in this country is, has become way too profitable. Oh, and yeah. it, it never was set up to be that way originally. Mm -hmm. No, it was set up to be citizen uh, legislatures, uh, you know, where they go in, they serve their, uh, a little bit of time, maybe a term or two, and then they go back to their private life and do what they were doing before. But that's not happening. We have people that once you, I think once you get in there, I think probably 
the very first day you get in there, you have people taking you aside. And you say, okay, this is how it works here. It's like, okay, if you, you gotta play ball with us. And if you do that, then you're gonna be enriched. You're gonna be a millionaire. And, and they never wanna leave. Yeah. yeah. And that's it, happening like in our legislature too. Happens you know, you day. have these people who get elected, best intentions, I'm sure. And then they get pulled aside and say, well, you gotta vote this way. You know, you I, know play ball. A, I know it's against your values mm -hmm. or whatever you said you, you told those people you'd run for, but you know, you kind of got to do it if you want to stay in power. Yeah, no, it's time for that to end. And it's I, time for that to end. You're right. Like, yeah, people I know should, you would do that. You would get course. there and stand for values oh, yeah. in the way that you, your community wants you to be. Yeah. That has to just end completely. All of these politics, I'm just going to say the old guard oh, yeah. that's up there, they need to go. We need more youthful people running in legislature mm -hmm. and changing the way that it, the motives every every way that politics works in new mexico it has to be scrapped and redone yeah and it, it, i i've told people a few times you know it, you're kind of a hard-headed guy mike and you know what if you get in there and you, you do everything you want to say and they just completely tell you no well then i got up and did everything the right way and i'm pretty sure that you know my, my uh, community would elect me back because they see the difference that I'm trying to make, not just go along with their, the motive that, that's there. Yeah, and I think, I, I look at the quote from President Coolidge where he said, it's a lot better to kill bad legislation than to pass good legislation. Absolutely. And so that's what we need. You know, I'm not going up there saying, well, I'm gonna do this and that and this and that. Yeah, I'm going to propose those bills all day long, every mm -hmm. day. Right. But I know full well that the radical Democrats are going to stop it at every turn but I'm not gonna give them an inch. I'm gonna fight their bills like crazy, like I did this last legislative session, which we killed so many crazy bills. Well, mm -hmm. if, if you, you know, don't, yeah. if you don't, John, then what these people do is they never give up. They play the long game. Yeah. You know, we hear about like these, these Middle Eastern uh, crazy radical uh, Islamist uh, playing the long game literally for years or, or decades or whatever to accomplish a goal. And these Democrats, they're, they're the same way. It's like they play the long game. What they'll do is they'll just keep picking at you and picking at you and trying to wear you down until yeah. you finally just give in. That's what they do. But we have to do the same thing. We, we have do. to do the same thing. And the people, like our people on our side, like my opponent, for instance, she refuses to put legislation forward because she says, well, it's going to die anyway. I say, who cares if it's going to die anyway? At least try. Yeah. You know, it's great that you think that you're already defeated while you started. I mean, but you, you have to give these people something to look forward to. These people are looking for answers and they're looking for hope. Yeah. And that's what we're bringing to them because we fight. You know, I fight these battles every single day. The party leadership is against me. Who cares? The radical Democrats are against me. Who cares? Antifa radicals are against me. I do not care because the people come You gotta first. have some courage, yeah. you gotta stand up. Yeah, and that's why it's so good to have these kind of conversations, because we see what's happening in a communist-like society that it looks like in these gulags in DC. Right. That's coming right here to New Mexico. It's, it's a preview it's, of what's coming here. Yeah. So, that's absolutely hey, what I wanna doing. continue exactly. this after the break, um, I, because I still have a lot to say about this, so yeah, we will it. be right back. Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed and insured GB98 construction company. 
I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants to the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call Hey everybody, Becca Marie here. You are listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. You want to send me feedback, you want to send me questions, you can send that to beccamarienm at gmail.com. That is B-E-C-C-A. M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. I am here today with Michael Eustace and John Block from the Pinion Post. And we've been having a really, really great conversation today. What, it, at the, at the uh, beginning of the break, we were talking about gulags and we were talking about how people are f- imprisoned for in these communist countries and how this is happening in the United States now. And I was talking about the one gentleman that spent 53 days in one of these DC gulags and uh, received the worst possible treatment and existed under the worst possible conditions. 49 days of those 53 days in solitary confinement. Can any of you even imagine how horrible that is? This is a guy that's 66 years old. He walks around with a cane. He's a Navy veteran. He served the country for 20 years. And the only thing he is guilty of was going to D.C., walking up to the Capitol and taking a selfie and then walking back to his car and leaving. That is it. And how, how was this supposed evidence gathered on him? Oh, well, they went into his private text messages with his friends. Okay, can you think about the kind of conversations that you have in the privacy of your home or with your friends talking about stuff. I mean, God, I, if, I was, if I was held uh, accountable and I was prosecuted for things that I say and things that I think about, I mean, that's essentially like the thought police here that we're talking about. It's like uh, you have a right to, pri- right to privacy in this country, and this is why, so that you can't be accused of things simply by having thoughts that people don't agree with. And this is what happened to this guy. He was, they, they went in and they looked at his text messages. And, and 
in the description of how he's talking about this, he said he was mocking and jibing and poking fun with friends in private conversations, sometimes with one person in a text message or two. Some things are with guys that are 75 miles away in Virginia who are at their farms, drunk as lords, as they say, <laughs> watching stuff on TV. And, and yet, our government is accusing this guy of possibly colluding with these people in the Oath Keepers, and they were, they were going to be having boats launched on the Potomac, and, and they were going to be bringing in heavy weapons. <laughs> it's like, there is no evidence to prove any of this stuff. None. No. Now, this gets me thinking about how the Constitution, how this guy's constitutional rights were violated during this entire thing. Okay, I, I discovered that that's a violation of the Fourth, Sixth, and Eighth Amendment. Minimum. Well, not even to mention the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. You have the right to say anything you want to say. Words and actions are two different things. I mean, if we all get in trouble for our words, what we say, it's like, well, we don't like what you said. We don't like what you're thinking. So therefore, we're going to throw you in prison. We're going to throw you in solitary confinement. This, this guy, while he was in solitary confinement, he found out how many times he could be kicked in the groin before he passed out. Okay? Think about this. Think about this. They literally kicked him in the groin until he passed out. He was, you know, thankfully, thankfully the guy still has a sense of humor. He says, well, you know, I found out how many times you can be kicked in the groin before you passed out. If anybody asks me what that number is, I can tell them. Goodness. This is sad. This is really, really sad. So I'm going to review these constitutional amendments to let you know how his rights were violated. The Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Okay, boom. Oh, oh my God. All kinds of violations there. Number one, he wasn't secure in his house. They used a battering ram. They busted the door down. They did not have probable cause. They didn't have any reasonable evidence. They drug him out of his house in the middle of the night. Now, keep in mind, when the Constitution was written, secure in your papers, okay? Back then, everything was on paper. There weren't text messages. There weren't phone calls, mm -hmm. okay? Basically, text messages are a modern version of your papers. You're supposed to be secure in your papers. You're supposed to be secure in your text messages. You know, we heard a while back about how they wanted to basically break into somebody's Apple iPhone, and, and, and well, I commend Apple for saying no. Uh, up yours, we're not going to do this because uh, that's, that's private information. And no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not, shall, shall. There's that word shall. I love that word shall. It's all over the Constitution. Shall, it means it will not be done no matter what. Period. Yet it was here. It was done. It was done. He was searched. He was seized. His papers were violated. His person was violated. His house was violated. No warrant shall issue but upon probable cause. Well, there was not probable cause there. Mm -hmm. Supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. They had no 
idea of what they were looking for. They were just looking for something. Kind of like how what they did to Donald Trump for the whole time he was president, looking for something. It's like, oh, well, we, we know he did something wrong. We're going to find it. We're going to find something wrong. Yeah. Well, Obama spied on his phone. Right. During the campaign. Way worse than Watergate. Yeah. But oh, Obama's walking around with Joe Biden talking about how great they are while he's not in jail. Hillary Clinton's not in jail. No. None of these bad actors who but broke the But this guy was law. in jail. Yeah, but this guy who, who walked into his own Capitol building that he, a person... Well, he didn't even walk into the building, although you're allowed way, to walk into the building because it's our house. Wait, so he wasn't even... Wow. Okay. Well, that's even worse. He was outside the building. See, he never went in. That's terrible. So you can't even be on the grounds of your own United States Capitol building, folks. Apparently no. not. Yeah. And yeah. remember, they put a wall around it during to, the inauguration. Yes, they did. Right. So to show a difference here of for me, not thee, right. here's the trespassing law on the books in D.C. So unlawful entry on a property is considered a misdemeanor offense. Those convicted may be sentenced up to six months in prison. In addition, someone guilty of trespassing may be required to pay a fine of $1,000. This was changed 1-1-22. Well, there you go. Isn't that a little funny there? A little that bit convenient, that, right? The convenience on they just changed that law in D.C. Yeah. before that happened. <laughs> just days. Yeah. So here, right here in Albuquerque, here's the, uh, the punishment for trespassing in Albuquerque. Whoever knowingly removes, tampers, or destroys with a no trespass sign is guilty of a petty misdemeanor, except when the damage of the sign amounts to more than $1,000. He or she is guilty of a misdemeanor and shall be subject to imprisonment in the county jail for less term than 30 days. So you either get a fine of a thousand bucks, or if you you destroyed this person's sign, yeah. they can put you Which in jail. Which was a thousand dollars. I don't know who buys thousand dollar no trespassing yeah, signs for their I, yard, but you know they could be like a big one. You know, I, I I've never guess. seen I, one. How do you though? spend a thousand dollars? Do you like no incinerated and? I own a construction is it maybe, business. In is a yard. it maybe lit up like neon and, <laughs> right. and whatever? I don't know. And then I don't what, have would those the, what would it be? Like if it was a, a felony, what would that be? Does it Fel say? There is no felony punishment for trespassing. Oh. It is a misdemeanor charge, there period. Right. Wow. So let me go on. The Sixth Amendment, okay? How his Sixth Amendment right was violated. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury. Okay, I'm just going to stop that part right there. Okay, okay. Speedy right shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. Okay. He was not given a trial. Actually, I believe he hasn't been given a trial at all so far. But he was in jail for 53 days, 49 of which was in solitary confinement in which he endured beatings, being kicked in the groin, being handcuffed and not being allowed to move, being starved, not being fed. Yet, he had not been found guilty of anything. This is, you know... A speedy and public trial? What happened there? What happened to his speedy trial? Yeah, well, look at the other defendants that are just getting trials now. Yes, there are people that are still in these gulags. They've been in there for over a year, and they have not received their speedy trial. And you can bet that all of this barbaric 
torture and abuse that happened to this poor guy, it's happening to all of these people. And they've been enduring this for over a year. Yeah. And, you know, where, where is the libs right now? Right? They're where are they? crying about torture, right? Remember George W. Bush and Abu Ghraib and all that torture? Remember that back in the day? Right. And now, where are these people who are such humanitarians, right? Humanitarians, where are yes. they? You know, they're not crying about the inhumane uh, torture of human beings. But I guess, you know, that's really their MO these days. You know, they don't care if babies are slaughtered in the womb or if grandma gets injected with, with a, a serum to kill her through euthanasia. You know, th this is the culture of death, I guess. But they sure will fight for those cute little puppies mm -hmm. or, oh, those, yes. or those little eagle eggs. You know, but God forbid you'll fight for the rights of someone who fought for you in the military for decades and now is being beaten and, and almost slaughtered inside of a gulag in your own country. Yes, you'll and I am going to call it a gulag because it fits the definition of a gulag, a gulag in every way. 100%. And he's a political prisoner he's who did absolutely nothing wrong. Nothing. 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 You know, you don't get held in jail for 53 days without being prosecuted of something. You don't. I'm sorry, you just don't. No, on the books, it's 30 days. You have 30 days to receive uh, yeah. um, was it legal um, representation. But, but you know, in this country, yeah. you're supposed to have the presumption of innocence. So during that 30 days, while you are detained, you should be treated well. You should be treated humanely. Mm -hmm. You should receive three squares a day. You should not be abused because you haven't been found guilty of anything. There you go, bingo. And even if you have been found guilty of something and it's decided that you're gonna be incarcerated, you still are not supposed to be beaten and treated badly. No. And you're right, where are these human rights organizations that supposedly care so much about people's rights? They care about all kinds, they care about so many other things that are ridiculous, but they don't seem to care about this at all. It's yeah, not where, in their where's agenda. Where's the ACLU right now? Where right. is the American Civil, Civil Liberties, Liberties Union? Yeah, Ooh. I call it the Ameri American Communist Lawyers Union. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because yeah. that's probably more fitting because they don't give a crap about civil liberties. No, not at all. So I'm going on this by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they haven't got to see a jury. They haven't got to see, you know, have their say. And what's going to happen when he's found innocent? Is there going to be any repercussions? Yeah, there's, there needs to be damages. There does. I would counter sue the He the needs state. to sue the hell out of the District of Columbia. And yeah. everybody. And, and these, the Capitol and, Police. And the Capitol and Police. Nancy Pelosi and these, personally. And, and these evil guards in the prison that yeah. were abusing him. I would personally sue I would, every single one of them, including Joe Biden mm -hmm. and everyone who was silent while this happened, supposedly under their leadership. Every single one of these people. Because they didn't secure the grounds. They didn't no. put more National Guardsmen on the grounds before the supposed riot happened. No, it was requested as well. It was requested, from their own party. but it was denied by Nancy Pelosi. Of so course. she should be They wanted this to happen. Yeah. They wanted it to happen. I believe, yeah. In many I believe respects. the whole thing was a setup. Yeah. I really do. They saw an opportunity and they seized it. And it was great for politics because they got two Senate seats out of it right yeah. afterward, right? Oh, yeah. And not to mention they swept the whole thing of the election audits under the rug. There you go. And that was the big thing. That's where like they stole an election where it's been proven that this is an anomaly 
it's mathematically impossible for them ha to have won this election. You know, all those bellwether counties, I believe Trump won like 16 of like the 19 counties. That doesn't happen, and you lose the presidency. Yeah, there's no it's way. It's just statistically no. impossible. So they, they stole this election 100%, and I will go on record, unlike my opponent and many people, <laughs> who will say this was a stolen election, and we need to... You know, there needs to be reckoning See, that, for that. Yeah, that. Well, the audits that they're starting, it needs to be allowed to happen. Period. Look at in Otero County where That's I right. live, right? They're trying to stop it with, they're bringing in the federal government. The United States Congress is trying to stop an audit of a tiny little county because they know that we've found fraud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And from the canvassers on the ground, they tell me they found about 40% of those ballots were some way inaccurate. So imagine in a county like Santa Fe or Albuquerque or, La or Donna Anna County where there's hundreds of thousands of votes, what happened there? Trump supposedly lost the state by 100,000 votes? Well, I bet you it's right there all across the board, and we just got to fight for it. And that's why people like this are being silenced, because they know the truth is the truth. They know that this right. election was stolen, oh, yeah. and now they're treated like worse than animals in a subpar country of like some... Horrible well, country, you think they'd the be in, in Venezuela or something right you now, would think. you know? Well, those people are oh, eating yeah. dogs and rabbits yeah. to stay alive. Right. Imagine, you know, they're, they're going to turn to even worse if it doesn't get better. Oh, but will. Joe Biden, he took away all the sanctions on Venezuela that President Trump put on. And now he's buying Venezuelan oil. oil. Right? So, but we're not talking about that in the mainstream media, are we? No, we're not. So the Sixth Amendment also says that, that you are to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him. That hasn't happened. Nope. Mm -mm. To have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. None of that happened. He spent 53 days in the gulag simply based on an accusation. Yeah, and as you said before, what about all the people still there? What's yeah. going to happen to them? Right. What are, what are we going to do about that as well? Yeah. So the last one was the Eighth Amendment. Excessive bail shall not be required. Well, hell, he hasn't been offered any excessive bail. He hasn't been offered bail at all. Nope. They, they, they deem this guy too dangerous to be let go. <laughs> oh, I, a guy that was wandering yeah. taking pictures. By the way, people, <laughs> yeah. uh, as usual, in my show notes, there'll be a link to this article. This was an Epic Times article that I saw that uh, was just very, very good. Um, it'll be in there, and you can read the entire thing in its entirety. Nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Well, I would kind of rank uh, being kicked in the groin until you pass out and not being fed and being put in solitary confinement for 49 days. Yeah. I think that kind of fits into the category of cruel and unusual, yeah. wouldn't you? While you're seizing on the floor and they're laughing at you, the right. guards... Exactly. Because they took away your medication that you need to stay alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cruel. That's worse than cruel and unusual punishment. You know, we treat like radical Islamic terrorists better than we treat people that are in our own country like this gentleman who he risked his life for our country. I keep on saying that because it's so important. Because you know, he's true. a veteran who risked our, yeah, he risked his life in protection of our great country that now this same country is treating him worse than dirt. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. So I want to read a quote uh, from this guy. After everything he's been put through, he still loves his country. And like we were talking about earlier, it's like yeah. these people that are fighting for their country, even though their government might be corrupt and evil, they still love their country. It's their home. 
And just like the United States is my home and I love this country and I'll defend this country. And if somebody came in to, to, to invade this country, I'd be picking up, I'd be finding one of those firearms I dropped into the bottom of the ocean <laughs> and I'd be getting it out and I would be right. using it to defend my home yeah. and defend my country, regardless of the fact that I think our government is corrupt and evil and illegitimate. So he says, I love our country. I can't see how this is happening here. This is, this is Nazi Germany in the 30s. This is Joseph Stalin. This is Venezuela. This is Cuba. You know, in a way, it's a little bit like the way Ferdinand Marcos operated in the Philippines. This is Pol Pot. It's absolutely evil. There was evil all around me. I hope we don't end up losing any, and he's concerned about his farm. It, because of all of this, he's had to sell everything. He, put, he had to sell all his farm animals. He's had to sell his farming equipment. And he has virtually nothing left except his farm, and that's it. I hope we don't end up losing our farm. It's the last thing that we have of monetary value, Sharon, his wife, and I are not rich people who moved to the country and got a farm and a McMansion. This is property that I worked as a child beside my parents who are in heaven and my widowed sister. This is a generational farm. This is a farm that's been in his family's in, in their life and in their family for generations. And yet he's on the verge of losing it, which they would like to take all of our homes. Oh, like they'd like they've been saying, you know, yeah. you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, no, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be happy. I'm, I, I'm not going to be happy if I can't own anything. I'm not going to be happy if you take everything from me. No. Heck, heck, a while back, they were, they, were, they were putting out a thing where they wanted to have, make you have a permit which you have to pay for on a regular basis in order to have and possess a gun, period. Okay, that means you're not allowed to own your firearm either. Just like, just like the argument I've made about paying property taxes. You never own your house. Never. You never do. Mm -hmm. Never. Even after you pay off the mortgage company yeah. or the person you supposedly bought the property from, you do not own your property. The government has a mortgage, or I think it's more accurately, you can pair, it would be a lien. Basically, they have it's a lien. It's a lien. It's yeah. a lien. Permanent lien. A permanent yeah. lien, which there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. Nope. They, they have a lien on your property forever. Yeah. And if you do not pay on that lien, I mean, this is worse than the freaking mob. It really is. Yeah, you're going into a lot there because that's the county's job. That right? is that is absolutely what it does. You know, I own property down here, and there's yeah. different types of, of of tax liens that they put on you. So if you you own an inner city lot, well, you're paying the city tax on the dirt. Mm -hmm. But if there's a sewage line or there's water that goes to your property, electricity that comes down, you're also paying taxes on all of that stuff as well. So I mean, you're literally just taxed for every single thing that you do owning a property. Yeah, all of it. The structure, yes. the dirt, the, the utilities that go to it. So you own a, a, a piece of a property, say, in Cedar Crest, out, out far mm -hmm. out in the county where you don't have things like that. Yeah. They're still imposing those, those taxes on you outside, but because you're still in the county, you're going to pay the same taxes as everybody else, even though you don't have those things. Yeah, that, that stuff Terrible. needs to end, you know? Yeah. If you buy property, it should be your property, period. 
you know, for as like, long as you live. Yeah, like yeah. back in the day, you know, my my great great grandparents were homesteaders, right? And they built that land. You know, they did the hard work to tame the wilderness, mm-hmm. and you know that was theirs. Yeah. But now, you know, it's not anymore because everyone is owned by the government. Everything you do is watched, and every transaction you make is reported. And you just got to live with it, I guess, right now. But I'm not going to live with it. I'm going to fight. And I know I'm, you I'm will, too. Fight. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for all of this stuff. We, we deserve what we work for. We do. You know, we don't get handouts getting up for every, every day, putting our boots on, and going out and swinging a hammer as I do. Right. You know? We deserve to, to be given that stuff that we earn. Not, and, and quit giving handouts to everybody else of what we've earned. Yeah. We're the ones that paying the taxes. Well, we pay the taxes, things. and then... We get taxed again when we go to the grocery store. There's sure. 8% tax for New Mexico. That's GRT. Mm-hmm. And then you get taxed when you go home because you're driving your car, and that is taxed with that gas that you're driving. And that car that you bought, there's right. fees that they collect when you buy the car. So, you know, we're taxed everywhere. everywhere. The government has its hand everywhere, and that's what we just got to do. We got to take away those layers. Every layer we just got to unravel. Yep. And I think we can do that, but we, we have we to can. work together. I mean, we have the Permian Basin here. We do. There is no reason why we're paying gas tax in New Mexico. Yeah. And then look in San Juan with all the coal that they have up there and all the oil. You know, it's, it's insane. We have it so is. many natural resources, but it's like Venezuela. They have all those natural resources, but it's a third world country. Yeah, it's, it's in control of just a few people's hands, and that's it. There you, you know, go. We need to take it out of those people's hands. We do. Because and that's why we're running. So that's good. That is. And you know what I'm noticing with a lot of these companies, the oil fields, and some of the people that own the land where these resources are, it, it's not generational. They're corporations that came in and took this land from some of these people. You know? Yeah. Exxon owns a ton of the pumps down there. You know? It, it's not, they're not owned by the individual people anymore. But mm-hmm. regardless, they're still the same people pun- pumping the oil out and creating gas for us. Yeah. Another reason why they're getting a tax break and we're paying for it. So why don't we tax Exxon? Yeah, look at the smaller producers. Absolutely. They're getting really railroaded and stuff. But, yeah, there's a lot of issues that we have, but we can do it. We can fix it. We and, can. Uh, you know, I'm going to fight hard, and I know you are too. And we need good people in the county. We need good people in the state. And we just got to work together and listen to the people because they're important. And That's they're the right. only reason that we're going to be there. We are the servants. We are servants, period. Yeah. Cool. That was a really good hour, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're at the top of the hour, and then we got the third hour coming up after this break, and I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, this Oath Keeper thing. Okay, our, our corrupt government is trying to demonize the Oath Keepers, and why are they doing that? Well, we're going to talk about that in the next hour, and I've got a really good clip to play, too, in the next hour. So we will be right
the door I must have it into the 